Are you looking for freedom? Freedom from the daily grind and hustle? Or just finding a way to live the life you always wanted? Then join us on the Investing for Freedom podcast. Our host, Mike Ayala, will help you discover new ways to find freedom with tips, insights, and interviews. You'll learn the exact systems he's used to travel the world and live his best life. True success and happiness are all about freedom. And here's your roadmap on how to find freedom on your own terms. Welcome to the Investing for Freedom podcast. Here's your host, Mike Ayala. Thank you for joining me on the Investing for Freedom podcast. Today, we're going to discuss Maslow's hierarchy of needs and just a little revelation that I had. I just got back from um, Steamboat, Colorado. Um, if you've listened to me for any period of time, you know that I'm part of a group called uh, Go Abundance, which is just a badass group of guys. We get together a couple times a year. Um, we have accountability groups. We have pods. And I've just learned so much, which is why I spend so much time talking about this. Um, if you're a healthy, wealthy, generous man who wants to lead an epic life, um, this group is probably for you. And if you're not quite there, if you don't you know, quite reach that uh, accredited investor standpoint yet, there's a, there's a program that they've launched called Emerge and then another one called Ascend that um, kind of gets you prepped and gets you going to that. But anyway, back to uh, Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Um, you know, being in rooms with guys like this, it really gets you thinking. And, um, you know, one thing that I've been pondering lately that has nothing to do with GoBundance, but it's, it's the basic need in Maslow's hierarchy of needs, which is the psych- psychological needs. So it's uh, food, water, warmth, rest, basically shelter. Um, and then it, from there, it goes up to safety needs, security, safety. Um, and then from there, it goes belongingness, uh, relationships, friends, esteem needs, um, prestige, feeling of accomplishment. And then at the top of the hierarchy of needs is self-actualization, which very few of us ever actually accomplish or um, get to, but it's achieving one's full potential. Um, including creative activities, finding your calling, finding your purpose, which is what most of us are really struggling with. But the the revelation and the thing that I really want to talk about today, I've been having this conversation with Kara a lot recently. And one of the things that I can't get my mind around when it comes to real estate and when it comes to where we're really going, and I don't know if I have an answer for you today, but rather just some prodding thoughts that I really want you thinking about. Because as Keith Cunningham said um, in it, you know, he has this this practice called thinking time where every single morning, he sits in a thinking chair with his thinking pen, with his thinking notebook, and he just thinks through a problem. And he does this every single day of his life for 45 minutes. Well, many of us, um, you know, meditate and, and we do these things to get in touch with ourselves, which I think is very, very important. Um, you know, a lot of that has, has changed my life, the affirmations, the visualizations and all that. But one of the things that I noticed as I would, um, you know, meditate, my brain, my subconscious, my conscious and my subconscious would start solving problems and I'd have a really hard time focusing. And I'd come up with these groundbreaking, like breakthrough ideas, but I'd be like, nope, nope, I'm meditating, I can't. And so um, one of the things that has been very helpful for me is thinking time. And you don't have to do this for 45 minutes every day, but if you literally spend some time, you know, adopting thinking time, uh, you know, just sit down with a problem. I keep a list of things that I want to think through and, and uh, you know, get into a quiet place and, and let my my conscious mind and my subconscious mind go to work and solve this problem thinking. And um, a lot of solutions can be found that way. But anyway, back to psychological needs and one thing that I've been thinking about, which is why I kind of shared the thinking time. So where are we heading, you know, in the real estate world when we think about all of this? It's interesting to me. And again, I don't necessarily have an outcome. I just want to share, you know, just some thoughts that I'm um, sorting through. And if you have any, you know, input or feedback, DM me at the Mike Ayala on Instagram or shoot me an email at uh, Mike at Michael and we can discuss through this. Uh, but anyway, back to the psychological needs, food, water, warmth, um, rest, safety needs, security, uh, shelter. 
some interesting things are happening. I mean, we obviously know that printing's at an all-time high. The Fed is out of control, stimulus. Um, it's interesting to me that a our former president, which I'm not here to get political, but our former president, who is a real estate investor, um, you know, in the middle of this pandemic, allowed the CDC, who, in my opinion, has, you know, zero, like, what the heck's the CDC doing, um, you know, putting a landlord mandate out there where, you know, then eviction moratorium and all that, like, I, I get the premise behind it. There was some law back in the day that allowed them um, in, in times of, um, uh, you know, tragedy or pandemics or whatever to protect the public interest. And so in their mind, you know, putting people on the streets as they think that these evil landlords and in, in air quotations would do. Um, I, I, I guess I get the premise, but at the same time, it's interesting to me that a president, the previous sitting president who is a landlord would number one, allow that to happen. But number two, that it just keeps continuing and it's been extended out till October. And I've been saying this for a while. I mean, one of the things that um, the government really showed their hand on through the pandemic. Um, and this is not about real estate necessarily. It's just, again, about prodding your thinking. But it's interesting to me that the government of all these things that they did with stimulus and PPP and trying to protect employees and, you know, get money to the businesses, et cetera, et cetera. They basically stepped in and protected almost everyone uh, with the exception, you know, even with gyms and that kind of stuff. And again, this is not a conversation about personal freedom or what I believe or any of that. It's purely a conversation around, um, you know, how the government's going to hold their hand going forward. And so a couple of things when it comes to real estate, um, I don't believe that the United States government has ever wanted to be in the business of housing. But also they showed their hand. They did not support landlords. And even though, you know, there was some money available to um, tenants who were struggling, um, they they gave it over to the states to, I guess, uh, kind of oversee. And that has been such a just a disaster. Um, very, very few residents have been able to, you know, get their hands on the money that they need. And fortunately, I think most of our tenants um, in general have done the right thing. And they've realized that, you know, back to Maslow's hierarchy of needs, that having security, food, shelter, you know, things over your head um, is very important. And I think that people generally understood that at some point in time, the free rent's going to be over. And so fortunately, I think most landlords have done pretty well. Our collection rates at Park Place communities have stayed pretty strong. We've got very, very few, um, you know, it's it's low double digits uh, residents that are not paying their rent um, that, you know, we're just waiting to evict um, some people, some of those even, it's actually a small percentage that we're even waiting to evict. Most of them are on payment plans. And so I think most landlords have been, um, you know, pretty fortunate that people are paying their rent. But here's what gets interesting to me. So you know, we've sold off some communities recently that, um, you know, we're doing a bunch of restructuring and have had to make major business changes ourselves. I mean, our entire business strategy was based on acquisitions and growth long-term, which we may go back to that, but it's really hard to find deals. We just sold a community that we bought a few years ago at a certain price and we've almost, you know, we sold it at almost doubled that. And so it begs the question, and here's the real question that I have back to uh, Maslow's hierarchy of needs. It begs the question for me, if these asset prices are doubling every few years, you're hearing stories all the time of investors who bought, you know, an apartment complex three or four years ago, and they just sold it for double. And the question that I have in my mind is, you know, are, are, I know wages are going up to some degree in certain sectors. Um, you know, I just saw a sign the other day at a taco stand and um, they're hiring cooks and they're hiring, you know, um, cashiers. 
uh, they're paying $17 an hour pretty much solved the minimum wage problem. I mean, there is, you know, there, there's really probably not going to be a minimum wage problem anymore. In fact, if there is a minimum wage problem, people are going to probably want that to be $25 an hour with, um, you know, the way inflation is going. But anyway, the core question in all of this is if asset prices are doubling, if these housing prices are going up at the rate they are, um, how can people afford to pay rent? And I don't have the solution. I'm just, this is just what I've been thinking about. And unfortunately, it's a little concerning to me because we see an all-time high, you know, um, homeless rate. And it just makes me wonder if people keep getting pushed down and pushed down and pushed down, what does the homeless situation look like? Um, how many more people are going to get evicted? And then once you get an eviction on your record, like it's almost next to impossible to get a rental um, which I think is part of the reason why they're like, you know, keep pushing this eviction moratorium because the reality is once you've got that eviction on your record, you're going to have a really, really hard time getting somebody to rent to you. Um, so, you know, the next step, if, if, uh, if your wages aren't keeping up and if rents are increasing and you've got an eviction on your record, uh, the next step is either, you know, people rooming up, which for all of you investors out there that are, um, you know, working on the, the house hacking and renting out rooms and stuff like that, um, probably never been a better time um, to do something like that because I think people are going to be more in the, um, you know, renting out rooms versus renting out entire houses and more communal living um, because that's a step better than homelessness. And actually, you know, there's a lot of countries that actually love communal living. And so um, in some cases it's, it's fabulous, but I think there's going to be a lot of people um, that look more at communal living, more families living together, that kind of stuff because affordability is out the window um, so, well, and I guess it, you know, as long as you pick the right house and, uh, uh, you live in the right community, it also solves the, um, the third level of the hierarchy of need, belongingness and, uh, the love needs, relationships, friends, that kind of stuff. So I think we're seeing more and more people in this, uh, newer up and coming generation looking at stuff like that. And so anyway, like I said at the beginning, I don't really have an answer for you today, but it's just been as a real estate, a longtime real estate investor it's really got my head spinning, you know, where are we going? Rents are going to have to increase. Um, you know, we're looking at it in our portfolio. One of the things that we've loved is that, you know, um, with manufactured housing, it's affordable housing, right? We can get families in a, uh, or we were able to get families into a three bedroom, two bath, you know, single wide brand new home for seven, eight, $900 a month, depending on the market. And the reality is I'm concerned some of that's going away because of the price that, um, you know, these, communities are trading at, rents are going to have to increase. It's really, really hard to get our hands on homes right now. Um, the prices have gone up 25, 30% in the last year, which means that, you know, the cost of rents have to go up 25 or 30%. It's simple math. Um, I've said this for years, but what people don't understand is that when taxes increase, we have to pass the savings on to the consumer. The The person, you know, at the end is the one that, that gets hit for it. When wages increase or when we increase minimum wage, the person that's buying that hamburger is the one that ends up paying for it. Same thing with real estate. When the real estate prices increase, when inflation gets out of control, we have to pass that savings on to the customer. And so when we have a 30% increase in the cost of a house, the end consumer is the one that's going to pay for it. So, you know, just coming back to the Maslow's hierarchy of needs, really been thinking about the fact that the psychological needs, the food, water, shelter, the safety needs, security, safety, all of that, those two basic needs, which is where I think most people in the world spend probably 80, 90% of their time, energy, effort trying to solve that problem. For those of you that have moved up to self-actualization and esteem needs, congratulations, keep pondering on that. I'll have an episode coming up 
soon about self-actualization, which again is achieving one's full potential, um, including creative activities. I think the point when you know you start asking the question or start thinking about the fact that you want to leave your W two job, you want to get out of the rat race. How can I do this? How do I get a side hustle? That's moving towards self actualization. And what am I really here for? What are my gifts to the world? Which again, back to the Go Abundance guys, we spend a week just thinking about all that. So it got me thinking about self actualization and how much time I spend in that realm, or even the esteem needs. But but then thinking down, a lot of what we actually solve, most of us that have you know gotten to self actualization, I grew up for a little bit in a mobile home park in a you know a family that struggled. My mom worked two jobs while going to school. My dad was working out of town all the time, et cetera, et cetera. Um, you know, when we get into thinking about the self actualization piece, what we're actually really here for and what we're trying to solve is those lower levels of you know psych psychological need, give back, and all of that. And so it's just really challenging times. And um, again, not here to solve a problem, but just kind of pique your interest and get you thinking about all this. Um, you know, what are you really here for? If you're a real estate investor or if you're a business owner, you know, how do you navigate some of these times? Because costs are going up. Wages are going to have to go up. Um, we're going to have to pass that savings on to the consumer. So um, in times like this, you know, a lot of times we want to pull back. But the reality is I think we need to double down and invest and and really figure out what we're bullish on and what we're optimistic on and really double down on that and solve those needs. And so, um, yeah, reach out to me. Let me know what you think about, uh, you know, the psychological needs and the safety needs and, and where you think we're going because I don't have my brain around it, but, you know, I know with uh, asset prices increasing, with costs of everything increasing, housing is going to increase and we're going to have to solve that problem. And I hope that we figure it out in a way where, you know, we don't have homeless out of control and, you know, people living on the streets. And, and uh, one of my heroes, uh, George Gammon, I love listening to the guy, but he just recently put a video up about, uh, you know, the possibility of civil war because when people can't eat, when people don't have what their the core needs are, these, you know, psychological needs, um, it, it gets crazy in the streets. So anyway, just wanted to throw that out there for you to you know, think about, chew on. Um, if we can figure out some of these problems, we can probably see how to solve them. So, and when you solve big problems, um, create, create more opportunity for yourself and, and your future. So go out there and make it great. If you've found value in this episode and you know someone who's wanting to start or move further along in their journey toward investing for freedom, I would be forever grateful if you would share this show with them and help me get this message out to more listeners. Also, if you enjoy what you've heard, I would appreciate it if you take 30 seconds and leave me a five-star review and share this with your friends. And until the next episode, cheers to moving further along in your journey of investing for freedom.